Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Okay, so good morning, church, and uh, like how Danny st- uh, mentioned that the series is a Christmas special, and as we're in week two, we're going to talk about obedience was and in brackets is the key. Basically, obedience was very important in the previous time, and how obedience is also important in the present scenarios that we are actually living in, and how obedience is important in the working of God's plan. So, before we start, let's pray. Uh, Father God, Lord Jesus, Father God. Uh, we thank you for bringing each and every one here, uh, here, Lord Jesus, Father God, and Father God, uh, Lord Jesus, please anoint uh, my lips, Lord Jesus, speak the words that you want me to speak, Lord Jesus, Father God, and uh, Father God, uh, please help our hearts to be receptive, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Okay, uh, so when we actually read uh, through the birth of Jesus and the pre-birth of Jesus, we see that obedience was a very important aspect for God's plan to work. So, if we start uh, with what um, with from Mary's life, we see that in uh, Luke chapter one verses thirty to thirty three, we see that uh, the verse says that then the angel said to her, "Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the, uh, uh, Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David." And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. So basically, God, uh, the angel is telling her that you will conceive and you will have a baby boy in your stomach. So as we know that uh, this is a very difficult thing because Mary was betrothed to Joseph, and uh, at that time, if something like this would have happened, the lady would have been stoned. So it's a very difficult saying for Mary to accept. But we see that Mary willfully accepted because. In verse thirty-eight, we see that uh, then Mary said, "Behold, the maid servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word." And the angel departed from her. So that's the first instance of obedience where Mary displayed obedience to the will of God. Uh, the second is uh, Joseph. If we see in uh, Matthew one twenty to twenty-one, uh, but while he thought about these things, these things meaning uh, Mary being a good betrothed fiance, went and told Joseph everything that has happened. And uh, Joseph thought of uh, letting her go slowly in the night and not uh, insulting her, not humiliating her. So while he thought these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, "Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins." And uh, then verse twenty-four says that then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, Did, uh, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife. So again, we see that Joseph also in a very difficult circumstance situation, he also obeyed God. And if you see the other instance where uh, Herod had actually given this commandment to kill all the babies below the age of two years old, uh, the angel of the Lord came to Joseph in a dream and told him to uh, go to migrate to Egypt. So we see that there also Joseph was obedient to what God told, and he uh, took Jesus and the family to Egypt. 
which was very uh, which was a thing because after that herod had given that command the law to kill every uh, child who is below the age of 2 and the last person to do the obedience is uh, the wise men so we see that uh, in uh, matthew chapter 2 verse 7 to 8 we see that then herod when he had secretly called the wise men uh determined from them what time the star appeared and he said he sent them to bethlehem and said go and search carefully for the young child and when you have found him bring back word to me that i may come and worship him also uh, we see that this was actually a trap by herod where uh, he told the wise men that uh come back and tell me so i might worship him but in the previous verses we actually see that he was troubled when he heard about the king of kings being born and the lord of lords being born so uh, this was actually a trap because once he assumed that once the wise men came back he would tell them where jesus is and then he would go and kill jesus himself that was his plan uh, but we see that in matthew chapter 2 verse 12 uh, then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to herod they departed for their own country another way so uh, we see that uh, in the first two cases they obeyed god directly they didn't have any other option but in the third case in the case of the wise men we see that the wise men actually had an option to obey herod or obey the angel of god and many times we also will be in a circumstance like this where we can listen to the authorities that god has put over us or we can listen to the authorities we can listen to god himself and that time we need to be very specific to who we choose because god's plans are very critical to who we obey so like in this case if they had by chance wise men had obeyed herod the entire plan of jesus being born would not have happened but because they listened to the angel of god we see that everything went according smoothly and according to plan so why do we need obedience like what is the point of obedience in our life Uh, so there i'm not going to go through the entire scripture but in deuteronomy 28 that entire chapter the first part of that chapter is about obedience so we see that obedience they actually relate uh, blessings with obedience so if you obey god god will bless you god will make you prosperous god will uh, bless your fruit your land and all prosperity and everything comes and those are the first 12 verses of that uh, chapter the remaining around 56 verses are the curses that are accompanied with disobedience so we need to be very careful that we do not disobey god so that these curses do not actually happen so that's why i believe that obedience is very important in our in our lives so uh, like i mentioned obedience is very essential for the working of god's plan in our life uh, so last week we heard this message of the genealogy of uh, jesus through joseph and how Uh, the four women how uh, pastor danny had mentioned or the four women whose uh, life was not good in the in the past but that did not stop god from having his plan work through them so now i started to think about this and i started thinking if you actually look about this joseph was a father figure in jesus life but joseph did not have a role in the birth of jesus so I went and thought okay if Mary has a relation something like this it would be very cool so I uh, went to see if anything about Mary's genealogy was present so if you see in Luke chapter 30 verse 33 uh, if you start from the bottom don't start from the top start from the bottom you see uh, the son of Judah the son of Perez so we know that Judah's wife was Tamar and that's how Perez was born so one woman done second the son of uh, 
the son of Salmon, the son of Boaz, that was through Rahab. So there, the second one also, and the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, is uh, Ruth. So we see that three out of the four women from the last message was there. Only difference is the son of Nathan and the son of Solomon. So if you actually see the son of Nathan, uh, the son of David, that's actually uh, Bathsheba's fourth son. His second, her second son was Solomon. The fourth son was Nathan. So you see, all four women that was in uh, Joseph's genealogy through Jesus uh, was the same through Mary's genealogy also. So one thing that I want to uh, talk about is that God's plan, uh, the obedience that we have to God, doesn't always depend on what we do. Doesn't depend on us. What I mean by that is God's plan isn't dependent on us. God gives us an opportunity to obey God, but the choice is still up to us. Because if you see the last message that Danny had spoken, even if Joseph wasn't there, let's take a hypothetical situation, Joseph wasn't there, the same message could still be preached through Mary's life. But the only thing is we would never remember Joseph. No one would know Joseph as he is now. But everything else would still be the same. So when, uh, when we obey God, God's plans are getting fulfilled. And if we don't, if we choose not to obey God, pl God's plans will still be fulfilled. Only thing it won't happen through us. So if we actually see that uh, the only way we can stop God's plan from happening in our lives is through our own disobedience. There is nothing else that can stop God's plan from happening in our life. So like the uh, Deuteronomy 28 had mentioned, we see that uh, God's plans, uh, the blessings of God, the breakthroughs of God, happens through our obedience to God and only through our obedience. So if something is not going right, if we are, if we seem we are stuck in some place, it might be because of our disobedience to God and it might be something that we need to renew to get our track back onto Jesus. So now we have seen the, we have seen God's plan and how it's important, how obedience is required for God's plan. Now uh, let us see how God's plan is important in countering devil's plan. So I like to play sports. So the one thing that any coach or any player would tell you is that uh, never underestimate your opponent. So if you actually read the Bible in Ephesians 6 chapter 12, it says that our war is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of darkness and the powers of darkness. So the powers of darkness is Satan. So how is obedience related to counter Satan's plan or Satan's deception in our lives. So if we actually see the temptations of uh, Jesus in, uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 4 verses uh, 1 to 12, so 1 to 6, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterwards he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And then if you continue reading, it says, Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to them, 
All these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God with him, only you shall serve. So we know these temptations of Jesus. We have been reading of this for a long time. You see that there were three primary temptations that uh, Satan had done to Jesus. One was the food. The second was the jump to challenge God. And the third one was with wealth. Uh, if we actually see uh, these temptations, the first one, we see that uh, Jesus actually didn't have a physical fight with Satan. He he drew back Satan with using the scriptures. So using the scriptures means you're using the words of God. And by using the words of God means indirectly you're actually obeying God. So the only way that you can actually push back Satan is by using the or the obeyed by obeying God or by obeying the words of God as from the Bible. Uh, but if you see the second part of the the second temptation, you see that uh, Satan actually quoted scripture. He quoted scripture back to Jesus. He actually started with a scripture. If you go to the previous uh, slide, okay. See if you see if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, this is for it is written is given is told by Satan. He shall give his angels charge of you and in their hands they shall bear you up, let you dash your foot against a stone. So as I told you, it's important to obey the word of God. But at the same time, it's also important to have a revelation from God or to obey God's voice. Because if we go purely by scripture, what happens is sometimes you can get tricked because Satan is a manipulator. So he can manipulate stuff like this. So sometimes it's important that you actually have revelations from God to obey God's voice. Now, if we actually uh, come back to the third point of the third temptation, that is uh, of the exceedingly high mountain, the uh, world and the glory, which he told that uh, he took him to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdom, kingdoms of the world and glory. And he said, in all these things, I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Now, this is a very interesting uh, point because uh, if you see, I believe Satan, when he came to Jesus, he started off with a plan A, plan B and plan C. Now, plan B and plan C are always known as your backup plans. Now, something that I have learned of backup plans is the lower you go in your backup plan, the more achievable the plan is. So let's say, for example, okay, so two months before an exam, I'm like, okay, I'll work hard, I'll study hard, I'll get a hundred. And then maybe one month before the exam, you'll be like, okay, 100 is maybe a little too much. Maybe let me go for a 90, get an A+, plus, get a 10 GP or something and be happy. And then maybe one week before the exam, you'll be like, okay, maybe 70 is seeming reasonable. And then let's say the exam went bad. And then you're like, okay, I hope I pass. So what happens is the lower you went, the more achievable your plan became. So if you actually see in this word, he started off with the bread. Bread being the food and food being a need. He started off with that. And he ended off with a want, that is the riches and the glory. So basically, I believe that Satan thought that he could deceive Jesus more easily with a want rather than a need. And I believe that's what happens with us also in our lives. Satan, I believe he uses, like see for example, I got this revelation when before my placements. So one company had come. The first thing I asked my friends is what is annual package? So basically, I'm not seeing if my needs are being met or if I'm going to get anything from this. I'm looking at the money I'm going to get. I'm looking at the wants that I'm getting. So sometimes, many times, uh, Satan deceives us by using these wants rather than our needs. Even if you see the time uh, when uh, Satan actually deceived Eve, he didn't deceive when to eat from the tree of uh, good and evil. 
we see that he not tell that this food is nourishing or this food will uh, give you health benefits but he told him that this food is very tasty and you will become like god so he didn't satisfy her need but he chose to satisfy her want and she got deceived by that and many times even at this moment we are always deceived by the wants of the enemy rather than our needs being met by jesus so that is something that we need to focus on that uh because what happens is sometimes when these wants take a higher role in our life we tend to substitute we tend to accommodate these wants by replacing or by substituting god's ways in our life and that is when things go according to satan's plan and not according to god's plan and that is something that we need to be careful as uh, believers that we don't fall into temptations like this that everything that we get whatever good gift that we get we always ask god and any breakthrough that comes in like we always ask god like is this the right way to go because just to satisfy our wants could be a trap of the enemy so we see that from this entire message we see that god's plans are very intricate and very well planned and that each uh, each role is played by an obedience by a key obedience and i believe that's how god has planned each and every one of our lives he has planned each uh, move very intricately and very well uh, very well designed plans but as mentioned that as i told in the starting that the only way we could god's we will not see god's plan or god's blessings in our life is through our disobedience so um now i'm coming to the end of the message so if we actually see uh the main reason of why we celebrate christmas is the birth of jesus but uh the birth of jesus was actually something more something more when i say is when jesus came down when jesus died on the cross for us what happened is he created this way between us and the father god he created this way so many of us might have fallen to the deceptions of satan have been disobedient to god in many ways but with jesus's blood and by the things that jesus has done on the cross for us he has created this way where we can still be obedient to god where we can come back to god ask god for forgiveness and come back into the path that god has actually planned for us so what i want to say is before i close in the message what i actually want to say is if we are actually not seeing god's ways or god's plans uh, work in our lives uh, what can happen is it might be because we are disobedient so it would be a nice time to actually retrospect our lives and to see where we are actually lacking so that we can actually come back to god's plan and if we are being disobedient to god in some other way we can come back into the line of god and be obedient to what god has planned for us that really spoke to me and i pray that it spoke to you as well i want you to remember this it doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at our heavenly father is always with you i want to say this if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us send us an email or dm us on instagram you know let us know if we can serve you in any way just a reminder don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again and i'm really hoping to see you next week